Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, and welcome back to our Summer Shorts series. I'm Abby, and we are now on week three of Summer Shorts, the series bringing you 10 short episodes covering 10 different papers that our team here at CAR has published recently. I'm here today with Bruna. Hi, Bruna. Hi, Abby. It's good to be here today on the other side of the table. Um, some of our listeners may know me as one of the co-hosts of this podcast, um, but of course my job is I'm a researcher at CAR. Um, I'm a research fellow and I work predominantly on CAR's craniofacial research and that's what I'm here to talk about today. Exactly. So are we talking today about a cleft lip or palate paper? Mm-hmm. One related to COVID and the impact of COVID on cleft care. Can you tell me a bit more about the paper we're talking about today? Yeah, so the paper that I'm going to be talking about today um, is one that we formally had published earlier this year. Um, The title is quite long, but it's Isolation, Uncertainty and Treatment Delays, Parents' Experiences of Having a Baby with Cleft Lip and or Palate During the COVID-19 Pandemic. Um, The paper can be found in the Cleft Palate Craniofacial Journal. And my co-authors were Danielle McWilliams, Sabrina Bly, Nicola Hudson, Matthew Hotton, Mark Swan and Nicholas Stock. Um, The broader project was a collaboration between CAR and UWE and Oxford University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust. Brilliant. So can you tell me a bit more about what the paper was about? Of course. So as you said, we're talking about kind of cleft lip and palate care. And just for context, it's important to explain that in a non-COVID context, we're very, very fortunate in the UK that we have um, a very centralised and standardised treatment pathway for cleft lip and palates. The pathway is based on what we know to be the optimal approach to care delivery for infants born with cleft lip and palate. So what that means is that families who have a child born with a cleft lip and a palate in the UK will generally receive the same standard of care. Typically, a specialist cleft nurse will be very involved with the family from very early on. This can be even before the baby is born if um, the cleft diagnosis is given antenatally. Parents will also be connected to the wider cleft team, which includes surgeons, psychologists. And in the literature, parents generally report positive experiences with specialist cleft teams and cite good support and guidance. And the nurses in particular, as I said, play a really key role in this early period and they often visit parents in the hospital or at home and provide really important support such as around feeding, which can be a challenge for some new parents of babies born with a cleft lip under palate. Um, And in this treatment pathway too, you'll usually see the primary cleft lip operation be performed before the child um, reaches six months and then the palate operations be performed before the child reaches 13 months. Great. So it sounds like there's a really sort of solid programme of care there usually, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure this was impacted by COVID. Yeah. So as most areas of healthcare were, um, we did see kind of cleft care in the UK be really impacted by COVID, unfortunately. So we saw cleft surgeries, um, including the primary surgeries for babies, be stopped completely or heavily reduced and kind of prioritised. And other support from the cleft team was also reduced or it changed and it was delivered um, in a different way, such as online rather than face-to-face. Importantly, the impact was quite inconsistent across different cleft teams because different teams, different regions were impacted by COVID differently due to kind of local rates of COVID and also local lockdowns. So our overall aim for this research was to carry out a project to explore how that first wave of the COVID pandemic impacted cleft lip and palate care for new families in the UK. And we explored different perspectives, including those of specialist healthcare professionals um, and also parents. 
The research with the specialist cleft professionals can be found in a different paper that we're not focusing on today, but we will be linking in the show notes for anybody who's interested. And the parents paper is what I'm here to discuss today. So as the title that I mentioned earlier suggests, it's a project that explores qualitatively the experiences of parents who had a baby with a cleft during the first wave of the COVID pandemic. Great. So what did you do to find out? So we interviewed 14 parents of children born with a cleft lip and palate between January 2020 and June 2020 in the UK. So again, around that kind of first wave of the pandemic. And we carried out a thematic analysis on the data where we're looking for kind of key themes and um, experiences. Great. And what were some of those key themes? So we found three key themes. The first one is titled Changes to Healthcare, the Impact of Restrictions and Reduced Contact. This is really the parents' reflections on the way in which the care that they received differed from what would be typically expected. This includes a reduced amount of contact um, with the cleft team or or a different way of having contact with the cleft team, such as doing it remotely. We also saw parents here talk a lot about kind of the care that they received or didn't receive during that very early period of their child's life. This includes support too from other professionals such as midwives and health visitors. Um, And again, the care from the specialist cleft team was also limited in that often we saw cleft nurses not be able to visit parents at home and things like that, not be able to provide that important support that they typically do. The second theme um, was titled family functioning during the pandemic. And this is really just kind of psychological functioning, potential anxieties that were exacerbated by the pandemic and then also not made easier by the fact that um, the parent is having a child with additional health needs. Um, Dad's talking about potentially having some extra challenges there, such as being excluded from medical consultations um, and not feeling as involved in their child's care. And then also being limited in how much support they could receive from their wider family, as is usually the case um, when a new child is born. The final theme is um, titled surgical prioritisation, delays and uncertainty. And that goes back to what I said earlier about kind of cleft surgery in the UK being severely impacted during the COVID pandemic. And this theme kind of explored parents' feelings towards the impact of the pandemic on their child surgery or on cleft surgery more broadly. The protocols that were introduced to help prioritise surgery, which often led to a backlog and definitely uncertainty about kind of surgery dates and when it would or wouldn't happen. Um, Parents also expressing concern about how their child's surgery being delayed might have potential long-term impacts, both on kind of um, developmental outcomes, things like speech, and also logistical barriers to kind of when you do a surgery on a child who's a little bit older, maybe has started weaning, maybe is walking, um, the recovery can potentially be uh, more challenging there. Um, And a lot of parents in this theme also expressed kind of frustration about the ever-changing COVID protocols and logistical challenges um, associated with their child's future surgery. So um, some parents under some cleft teams were being told that they would have to quarantine for their child's surgery. And a lot of times for families that wasn't feasible because, you know, at least one of the parents were having to go to work. So you also saw families having to do things such as Um, splitting up and having the dad move out of the family home and things like that. So overall, um, with these themes and what this study really shows is that families experienced uh, a delay in their standardised care and a reduced access to some crucial support services during this early period. And it also suggests some increase in kind of psychological distress um, for parents during this time. I think it's so interesting and so important to think about maybe some of these more long-term effects Mm -hmm. which you maybe don't think of to start with. Yeah and and there will definitely be research that will be kind of exploring the ongoing impact of the COVID pandemic on the on the generation that was affected. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be so interesting. Um, Were there any results that surprised you? 
Um, for me, um, maybe not necessarily surprising, but definitely touching was kind of the fact that it was very evident that within all these challenges and all these concerns, m- you know, lots and lots of parents still managed to uh, find the positives and report positive outcomes um, that they were able to experience through this challenging time. Um, and they, you know, found the silver lining. So when we talk about the shift to remote care, for example, some parents said that actually this facilitated their involvement and it made it easier. Um, it also made them engage with kind of online communities and online resources such as those that the Cleflip and Pallet Association were putting on. Um, some parents also talked about the delay of their child's surgery being a positive thing because it meant that they had longer to spend with their baby's first smile, which was which was lovely. Um, and actually some parents were also quite happy and relieved to not have that uh, kind of wider family visit all the time during that early postnatal period. So as I said, so whilst um, our findings did identify some challenges, they also demonstrate the resilience of the cleft community and of parents um, and the growth too that can come from challenging situations. Great. And what do you think these findings mean? Are there any implications? Yes, um, lots of implications. I think also it's important to acknowledge that since we've collected the data, there were obviously several other national lockdowns and the pandemic um, continues in lots of different ways. But I think regardless of that fact, um, I think our findings present a really important snapshot and reflection of the experiences of um, the cleft community in the UK during this time. And also we can apply that to reflect on the impact of COVID um, on health services more broadly. for cleft care specifically, we can reflect on how our findings demonstrate potentially the, um, or highlight definitely the regional inequalities, um, which the pandemic um, exacerbated and the differences between cleft teams. Hopefully our results can be helpful in highlighting areas of focus, which um, service providers and cleft professionals could focus on and adapt in order to prepare for any similar future disruptions to service. Um, And our findings were also used to offer immediate recommendations for how cleft teams could seek to meet some of um, parents' most pressing needs. For example, communicating with families more candidly and sensitively and removing that kind of, or reducing at least that element of uncertainty, um, being mindful of and screening for those who are experiencing kind of the most psychosocial distress. Um, And then also being mindful about parents using the internet for support and really offering high quality online um, sources of information and support. Wow, sounds like you've got a lot of really great implications there and really (laughs) impressive research. Thanks, Abby. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, Just to say, as always, thank you so much to um, our participants who took part in this research and the broader cleft community um, for trusting us with this and for kind of um, letting us communicate this story during this really, really difficult time. Brilliant. Thank you, Bruna. And before we can let you go, because this is our summer short series, Please, can you tell us your favourite summer snack? Yes, I've been waiting for this moment because I'm always asking people about their favourite snacks and I never agree. So it has to be ice cream. Of course, it has to be ice cream. It's summer. What else Bruno, could it be? I was expecting a Portuguese treat of some it sort. It could be a Portuguese ice cream. What is a Portuguese ice cream? I'll get back to you on the next episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Bruna. Thanks, Abby. Bye. Thank you for listening and a big, big thank you to Bruna for joining me on the third episode of Summer Shorts by Appearance Matters, the podcast. Please remember to share, subscribe, rate and review and join us next week for our next Summer Short. <laughs>